Christ Jesus is the theme of every part of the Bible. God's Word is often told us by Jesus Christ as he reminded his audience that God's Word, the Scriptures, speak about him. And going to the Scriptures is the way we encounter Jesus Christ. Did you know what the way that we encounter Jesus Christ is through his Word? This is the only way that you're encountering the genuine Jesus. Satan masquerades as an angel of light, it says in 2 Corinthians. He wants to imitate Jesus Christ, and he is a very good imitator. And, and we only can know that the one that we are communicating with is the genuine, living, and true God of the universe because it's verified by this once and for all settled in heaven book he gave us. This is the encounter place. And if you are involved in any Christian endeavor that is not locked, tied, anchored, and connected, and built under the Word. You know, I hear a lot of people saying, well, we're going to build our home on the Word. No, no, I want to be under it. I don't want to go beyond it. A lot of churches are built on the Word. It's in the basement or something. I'm not sure. You know, down there somewhere, it's out of sight. And it's not dictating, governing, or, or regulating anything. We encounter Jesus Christ through His Word and have you thought about the truth that when you think of every book of the Bible, whether it's Obadiah or Leviticus or Philippians, all 66, Jesus is the central theme. Every biblical doctrine, Jesus, is if you keep digging around in that doctrine long enough, Christ comes out of it. And if you have some part of the Bible that's dry and, and doesn't make any sense, ask the Lord to open your heart to understand where he is in there because he's the central theme the scriptures he said speak of me so Jesus Christ is the theme of every book and every doctrine in the scriptures I'm talking about he's the theme and and if you really think about that it changes I can read any portion of the Bible I don't have to stick with the Psalms and Philippians you know or you know some some comfortable part I can read any portion of Scripture and encounter Jesus Christ. He's the theme of every doctrine. Uh, Thursday night, we, we, we gather as elders and deacons, and for 56 months I went through uh, a systematic theology. Every doctrine we studied, we encountered Jesus Christ. See, that's the blessing of this book. Let me give you an example. There, there are a lot of doctrines. The doctrine of uh, nurture, discipleship, or counseling is a direct encounter with the wonderful counselor. Did you know people come to me all the time and they have problems, they want me to solve their problems, and the first thing I establish with them as soon as they sit down is I can't solve any of your problems, not even one. But I know someone that can solve all of them. As you come to him and find him as your source, target, the, the supremacy of your life, the focal point of everything. Usually when things are falling apart in our life, it's because they're not under his control. So let's talk about what is falling apart and how it's not under Christ's control. You say, that's heartless. You should solve their problems. No. Jesus said, I'm the wonderful counselor. The, the doctrine of counseling is us applying the Word of God to our minds. It never is to take away the problem, it's to see God's purpose for it and his response that he's wanting. 
Uh, how about this, fear and anxiety? If, if, uh, if we could get rid of fear and anxiety, we would take away billions of dollars of pharmaceuticals that are, that are totally dispensed to help people through their fear and anxiety. Now, I'm not a Christian scientist. I mean, I'm a Christian, I believe, in scientific observation, but I'm not a Christian, capital C-S, scientist, which is a cult. And they believe that it's in your mind you don't need medicine. You know, they're the ones that, you know, their child is dying of leukemia and they just say it's a mental state, leave them alone, they'll get better. No, no. The, the, the true anxiety and fear reliever is meeting the prince that brings peace. God did not get Paul out of death row to be executed by the Romans. He stood by him and said, a crown is laid up for you. You have followed the course. The course ends at the, the little uh, death block in what is now where the Vatican sits uh, in the Circus of Nero, and you're going to be killed there, Paul, and you're going to finish the course with joy, and you're going to get a martyr's crown. Wow. Did you know, for most of us, we act like we're never going to die, we're never going to have a problem. When it comes, we're surprised, either death or the problem. Jesus said, no, I want to give you peace in the midst of that so that you can radiate outward like about, oh, I, I can't tell you how many people I go to visit in the hospital that I go armed with my verse in my Bible under my arm, ready to go and pray with them, and before I even get to start that, they start sharing what the Lord has taught them being poked and prodded and tubed and punctured and, you know, everything in the hospital, how much his closeness, the scriptures they'd memorized and the truth that they'd embraced is. And I am so ministered to that, that those kind are the ones that you know have met the prince that brings peace. Or, or how about marriage and family? Hey, the one that invented it is the one who wants to, that doctrine of marriage and family, it's not about public opinion, what this synod votes on, whether this is right or wrong. What does the creator, how did he design marriage? What's his purpose? What does he want? And how can I conform to what he wants? See, that's the doctrine that Christ is central to. And prophecy, I mean blood moons or anything else. Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. All prophecy points toward him. He is the one who is the judge. That's what Acts 17 says. When Paul was talking to the philosophers in Athens, he says, I want you to know there's a creator that, that made of one blood all nations of the earth, and he is the one who came and died on the cross. He is the redeemer, and if you reject him, you're going to face him as your judge. That's the whole, there, there's prophecy. And, and everything else, all the sensationalism, sometimes obscures that Jesus Christ is the focal point. And we need to see that. And not search the newspapers for some gloom and doom and sign of something, but see Christ could probably come on September 28th or on September 13th. See, that's how the apostles and the early church lived, expecting to meet Jesus that day, anticipating his coming today. That's how they lived. That's how they got so much done. They kept everything ready to meet him at any moment. And they lived like they were going to live forever and only today. Like Martin Luther, they had two dates on their calendar, today and the day I stand. 
before Jesus Christ. And finally, salvation, of course. Jesus is the heart of salvation. He's the bread of life. He said, if you come to me, you never hunger.